the tabletop Take away Game mechanics on display Three designers share the stage Pick a genre and we'll play The tabletop Take away Okay, welcome back to the Tabletop Takeaway. And for this series, we're going to be talking about tactical combat games. My name's Charlie McCarran. I'm Trevor Muller-Hegel. And I'm Ananda Gunaratna. Yeah, and so, guys, we, we talked about doing tactical combat games, and uh, instantly I was like, hmm, what would be my favorite example? And then I started thinking, well, does chess count as a tactical combat game? And we decided yes. Yeah. yeah. So turn-based, yeah. different unit actions. Like you, you move mm-hmm. around in space. Yeah. yeah. So what would you say is the definition for tactical combat? Uh, well, I, that's a good question. For for game category definitions, I like to think more in terms of characteristics mm-hmm. than like strict definitions. Um, I think some characteristics common to tactical combat are. I mean, okay, you're fighting each other, of course. There's um, fighting involved, yeah, at least. Destruction of yeah. uh, of units. Yep. Um, there's generally some sort of spatial aspect where you're maneuvering around. Some minis or pieces or something along those lines. Right. Like a grid or yeah. a similar type of movement. Yeah. Yeah. Often a grid of some sort. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So the movement's important. Killing stuff is important. Um, aside from that, uh, hmm. Yeah. So, well, we could give a preview of the three games we picked for this series, too, mm-hmm. to help mm-hmm. guide. So, Chess will be this first one. And then... Mage Wars, um, I chose, yeah. uh, which is um, interesting, I think, in how it deals with space. Uh, sorry, with space. Um, and it, it also uh, gives us an example of one of these sort of constructed games where you, you know, build a deck beforehand, mm-hmm. which I think are definitely a big thing in uh, tactical combat. Yeah. And uh, Gloomhaven Jaws of the Lion yeah. is uh, my choice. Yeah. So, Which will be interesting, too, as a co-op example. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm excited. Yeah. Uh, so let's talk about chess. I think chess is actually my favorite game. Of all time. Um, wow. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> What's your favorite Which, part about chess? Um, uh, so, well, yeah, I think this kind of gets into my takeaway from the game. Oh, great. Good. Perfect. Um, let's just jump into it. But I think I love the fact that, um, for one, the emergent complexity of it, where it takes really simple rules and can expand, expand out into really deep strategies. Um, and... Uh, I guess the other piece of it, I really like that it every game turns out differently. Yeah, that's uh, true. Quite differently. Yeah, it might start out similar, um, but so maybe we should back back up a little bit. And for I'm assuming most people here know how to play chess, but if you don't, uh, the basic rules you've seen a chessboard, I'm sure. There's each player has their pieces on one side of the board on this grid, and there's a line of pawns that's basically uh, in your front row of your two rows, and behind that are all your better pieces, and um, each piece has a different movement, so for example, knights can hop over uh, in an L shape, bishops go in a diagonal line, rooks go orthogonally, 
me across the board. And then the queen has the power of the bishop and the rook combined. So, And then, of course, the king also can move one There's direction. a fancy pawn. A fancy pawn, yeah. Yep. <laughs> one space at a time. Um, and then, you know, there's some weirder rules like, oh, pawns at the beginning can move two spaces. And castling between the king yeah. and the rook. And On passant, which never yeah. happens. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Once in a while. Yeah. Um, so, uh, but I think the brilliance beyond these, like, small weird rule exceptions, which actually do add a lot to the game, <clears throat> is like I was saying, the way that your pieces can com- uh, combo together um, even though, um, and we're, we'll talk about this too, but you can move one piece only on your turn. That's all yeah. you do. Mm-hmm. One piece. Yes. But um, the same piece can be moved. Yeah, you can, you can move the same piece two times in a row. Yeah. Three, four. I, you know, on, on subsequent turns. <clears throat> right. Mm-hmm. Um, that's, which is actually, I think, um, what's, that's, that's the part that's very interesting to me. Because a lot of uh, modern um, tactical combat games... Have have some form of okay. You can move your whole army, or you can move multiple units, or you take turns moving different units. But eventually, you're going to move your whole army. And in chess, you can just hammer the same unit again and again and again. Yeah. Um, and uh, that's unusual um, compared to modern games. Actually, um, so I a couple weeks back, um, I discovered this uh, computer game. Um, the Ratch's Den, uh, which is turn-based strategy, um, so very adjacent to this, right? You're defending a dungeon from invaders. And it also did move one unit at a time, which is very weird for a computer game of oh, yeah, that style. Yeah, it can style. do so much more. Yeah, like it, most tactical combat computer games, you move your whole army yeah. mm-hmm. on your turn. Or there's an initiative per unit. Like, you yeah. can go crazy with that. Yeah, so mo- moving one unit on your turn... Is weird, but it's also really interesting. Mm-hmm. I think it. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it certainly reduces the decision space uh, quite a bit. Oh, sure. Um, mm-hmm. And and reduces the amount that players have to keep track of. Um, and it means you can scale up armies to arbitrarily large sizes without um, making turns. I mean, maybe there's some time that you have to spend thinking about it, but mm-hmm. you don't have to move everything. So is it the same thing like chess, where you can move the same piece over and over yes. and over? Interesting. Yes. Yeah. And all your other pieces just sit there and do nothing while you're doing it. <laughs> Perfect. Um, so Just like real war. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I think actually this hits on why I am not a fan of a lot of tactical combat games. Sure. And I think part of it maybe is that there is so much option, and spa- uh, but yet your goal is usually clear. It's like, okay, I'm... Well, I need to kill this guy, so I guess I'll move my guys towards that guy, and they kill each other. But chess, your options are limited on your turn, but yet each option is feels so important. Oh, Versus yeah. like maybe some other combat games where it's like, well, I can move five spaces anywhere on this very large board that it doesn't feel like each movement is as consequential. Right, right. because you have so much freedom... Yeah, um, that, that that's a good point. Yeah, I mean, in in general, it, the more freedom players have, the fewer constraints they have in their actions. Actually, the yeah, the less interesting mm-hmm. it is because 
Um, there's too much. There's, mm-hmm. there's too, too much, much to much analyze, if, and you get bored with that, or it's mm-hmm. exhausting. And, and if you you can do anything, then nothing is any consequence, right? Yeah. I mean, that's ru- rules. That that's why games are interesting. They're interesting because of the restrictions that mm-hmm. the rules place. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you just allow players to like, oh yeah, you can just take any of the pieces, just grab them, and do whatever mm-hmm. you want with them. That's not a game. <laughs> and I think another brilliant piece of it is how the pieces can defend each other. Oh, yeah. Because, um, you know, in uh, another type of combat game, yeah, maybe you have a defender piece, but it's not quite as clear as in chess. It's like, oh, well, because I'm in this space, this piece can defend this piece. If they don't, it will die. There's no health points. Right. It's like, it will die. It is one hit. (laughs) And it's it's a very natural consequence of the one move per turn um, because... Yeah, if if uh, if you have one piece defending another uh, and the other piece dies, you can respond to that, um, and your opponent isn't doing anything else in the meantime. Mm-hmm. Um, so you have that consequence just set up, ready to go. Mm-hmm. Well, I just thought about like, what if you did have the ability to move all the pieces in chess on your turn? It's like God, sixteen. That is unwieldy. Like, there's no. That's that's not a game. Yeah, like we're saying. Mm-hmm. Like that's just chaos. Except there is a game like that. There oh, is yeah. a game like that <laughs> called Feudal. Is it uh, sixteen though? I feel like it can't be sixteen pieces. Oh, it's maybe even more. Oh God, uh, <laughs> it's an old game. Well, it's an old game, and, and and that's where we can go into you know miniature games too, miniature yeah. war games, and those are very different in terms of, and I don't know enough about them to speak on them. Mm-hmm. Well. So there is HeroScape, which actually... That that was the one I was originally going to do before I swapped to Mage Wars. Okay. But HeroScape has something interesting, which is a little bit like chess, where you activate one unit at a time. Oh, And a sure. unit can be either a hero, which is one big strong guy, or a squad, which is a bunch of little guys. Okay. Um, and in HeroScape, y- yeah, you can activate the same unit multiple times. Um, so what often happens is you send out your army a few pieces at a time. Sure. Um, because, you know, you, there's not much point in having the other ones out there and vulnerable. Mm-hmm. Um, and then once the advanced forces get worn down, you send out the next wave. Oh, okay. Um, unless your army has synergies. There's a mechanic called bonding that lets you move other units at the same time. Oh. But um, it, it's, it's sort of an... Heroescape's an interesting sort of midway point between moving just one unit at a time and moving your whole army at a time. Sure. Um, and I think it works pretty well for Heroescape compared to what little I know about other miniatures games besides (laughs) HeroScape. Yeah, absolutely. So what are you guys' takeaways from chess? I know, Trevor, you've played a lot of chess, and you even had a chess variant-making project. Uh, Yeah, so so back in the day, I had a a little Patreon set up where I was making a game a month was the idea, uh, and I would do that with uh, making variants for chess, checkers, things like that. Uh, And my first thing was like, oh, chess, you have so many different piece types, some different pieces, like a board that already exists, like you can just do whatever you want. And so I first, uh, the first one I think I made was Sacrificial Chess, which Charlie played with me. Oops. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I did. Uh, yeah, I did play that with you. Yeah, yeah. And so uh, it's, it's a fun thing because it's actually even more restrictive than normal chess, except you can spend your pawns to purchase the stronger units, but you only start off with pawns. And you have the king still. And so you're still trying to do the same basic premise, which is, you know, defend the king. Uh, but the pawns can be spent to make stronger units on the board. 
Nice. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's a funky little variant, but like it's just a great space to work in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I, I thought that was a really cool project. Thanks. And, yeah, it was a good time. I kind of wish I would return to it at some point. Yeah. I I actually for my game design class I taught game design at UW Stout, and um, our first project we do is a chess variant project. Oh, awesome! And it's so fun to see you know like my seventy two two students come up with seventy two very different games man out of a chessboard and chess pieces and just see you know what what can you do with it so if you're a beginning designer or just like interested in trying something i think a chess variant's a great start oh for sure yeah for for my part i mean i I know we've been talking a lot about moving one unit at a time and I, i think that is something that i'm interested in exploring a bit more especially after seeing how it works in uh the ratchet's den mm-hmm. um yeah because there's a lot of possibilities there and uh, I, I don't i guess i don't see it very much in mm-hmm. modern oh, yeah. tactical combat games mm-hmm. it's it's just not popular for some reason i i think it might be simulationism um people want combat to feel realistic and one unit at a time is very very unrealistic mm-hmm. yeah. but i think it makes for pretty good gameplay mm-hmm yeah, and an uh, example I always use is I was working on Star Wars Destiny as an intern at Fantasy Flight. Oh, cool. And um, Lucas Litzinger, really good designer, uh, had this version of it where there was a lot of phases on your turn. Like, mm-hmm. okay, I do the deploy my dice, uh, play my cards, uh, then battle you, then you get a chance to defend, then I... And it was like this complicated step of steps of things. And one night he came back uh, after working on it at night and he was like, um, I think I fixed everything. I took out all the phases. I made it just a back and forth. You get to do one action. So you have one action point that can be... So the game is like a customizable deck type game with okay. dice in it. And so one of the actions is roll out your dice for the, for one of your characters, but you don't resolve them right away. You have oh. to spend actions to resolve different types of dice. And it was that was such a clever um, twist on it because everyone assumes like, oh, yeah, you're doing a combat game, you roll the dice, and then it just the happened. Yeah. But it just added a super level of strategy and tension. So, Being able to respond yeah. to the randomness yep. Yep. Is, is a really nice tool. Yeah. yeah, so if you're struggling with players feeling like they can do anything they want, yeah, I think the one action per turn is actually pretty interesting. Did you say that was also input randomness or output randomness? Uh, you were well, talking about that a lot the other day. Yeah, I think it's both now because yeah. you get the input randomness of the dice roll, mm-hmm. but then you get to deal with it uh, as, or well, no, sorry. I guess it would be output randomness of deciding you decide which character to use oh, okay. to roll their dice, and that the dice roll is the output randomness. Sure. But then you then actually, you have to make a choice off of that. Yep. So yep. it is kind of both. So you choose. Yeah. Oh, do I use the shield die or heal die or right. like two melee dice at the same time? Or interesting. Out- output la- randomness leading into input randomness. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, yeah. Um, 
One other thing I thought is interesting about chess is the community aspect. Oh, yeah. Because I was trying to think, like, why am I so addicted to chess? (laughs) Oh, yeah. And I think there's part of it. I I watched more YouTube uh, chess streaming than anything else, probably. (laughs) Eric Rosen is my favorite. Um, But I also play a lot online. Okay. And I think there's really something to the system of matching up with someone at your level because Mm -hmm. the way chess works if you're not familiar you have like a a chess rank which is basically a a number based on how much you win and lose but they always match you up with someone around your level okay and i think there is something to winning half the time it's like uh that psychology of like oh i might win or i might lose and Mm -hmm. you the intermittent um rewards system Mm-hmm. Like when you win, I think it's very addicting. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. That reminds there... me, uh, back in high or got elementary school, middle school, uh, my my class played against a guy. Uh, we two of us per board, and there were God sixteen boards, mm. and he played us all at the same time. Just walked around oh, in a circle. Yeah. He beat all of us. Wow! And someone did try to cheat once, and he threw the board on the table. <laughs> off the table. It was. It was like, oh man. Whoa, drama. Yeah. Um, he's called the octopus, and that's all I remember. He <laughs> nice. had really big, thick glasses, but like he was, in, he was intense. Wow. He knew what was going on. We did not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm nowhere near that level of doing oh, simultaneous yeah. games. Maybe, the- maybe against kindergartners. I think I can handle <laughs> that. Maybe, but. Yeah, it is interesting. It's a perfect information game, right? So, like, you always see everything. There's no, mm-hmm. literally no randomness mm-hmm. unless you're new enough to, like, accidentally put your piece into a good position. But you still did that. Like, it's not mm-hmm. a random event. Yeah, it's just too complicated to predict more than a exactly. few out. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And so, like, it's really interesting to have a perfect information game that is as engaging as it is and is as, like... I don't know. You you feel like there's a big degree of levels that you could attain mm-hmm. as a player and learn more and learn more. No, I guess thinking about it a little bit, what one of the things that maybe makes that possible is the the fact that capturing something is just all right, it's dead. Mm-hmm. Because modern tactical combat games mostly have some form of health right health Mm -hmm. armor yeah and and that means that the outcomes of combat are i don't know they're they're not they're they're not quite as extreme right two things fight and not that much changes necessarily yeah Mm -hmm. um because if you're going to have health obviously you're usually going to survive combat Mm -hmm. um but in chess it's just like nope um the the game is completely different now Mm -hmm. um and because of that uh, the the it, the the changes are, are just so extreme that like different game states are much more impactful than they are in other games. Sure. Because in other games, like you reposition, you do a little bit of damage. It's not that different. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and in chess. and I can see why in thema- like thematically, I know why they do have health because it's like you have this character. That's, you're a hero. You're a hero. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If you die right away, that really kind of sucks. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there is something to the, the risk level. Like we were sweating playing that game on, yeah. under time pressure too. Oh yeah. yeah. Clock. Clock. Um, but yeah, 
There's only I, I'm thinking of like mechs versus minions is that, one that, is that instant I, death. I like instant death for the enemies. There's mm. just a ton of enemies out there. Yeah. And it does definitely feel really good when you pl- can plow through like four at a time. <laughs> he- Heroescape has instant death for um, squad units. However, that's only if they fail their defense roll. Um, mm. So they still have a chance to not take damage. Sure. So which a little is, bit like risk-ish. I, I suppose. It's, kind of. It's basically just another form of health, right? Probabilistic health as opposed sure. to... Um, and then, of course, the heroes in Heroescape have both health and defense dice, so they yeah. have a chance not to take damage, and they can soak up a certain amount of damage. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Cool. Well, uh, any more thoughts on chess before we... Uh, definitely, if you have not worked on designing a chess variant of some kind, give it a try. Uh, it's a great space to work in, and it's a cheap thing to buy. You can get a set for like 10 bucks at Target. So definitely worth the heavy investment. Well, that's it for this episode, and check back next time for Mage Wars. Mage Wars. Hey, thanks for listening to The Tabletop Takeaway. This podcast is made possible by listeners like you. So please tell your friends and visit our website at thetabletoptakeaway.com where you can suggest games and mechanics for us to cover next on the show.